1: Trasky with the squeals and the drops. PYD goes on till it pops. Cannonball don't shut the f*** up. Johnny Foxwood just don't know when to stop. Yeah, and if you don't like it, you better take your ass up to the snooty Box, because this is the Loud Spot. Okay, see you later.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loft Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Today we have Brian from mbk music group out of orlando florida correct that's correct how are you man i'm doing well
0: i'm trying to trying to be, battle the heat out here but uh otherwise doing really really well so
2: i'm so jealous that you're in florida right <laughs> like, i love the weather in florida
0: yeah, I I love the weather too, but sometimes, you know, it gets to the point where it's like, you know, it's 90 degrees or 80 degrees, but it feels like it's 100, you know, in 40. So, it's the humidity. there's good, yeah, so there's good good parts and bad parts of it. Yeah, for sure.
2: So, MVK Music Group, I I think I know what that stands for, but let's have you explain what MVK stands for.
0: Yeah, so MVK itself doesn't actually stand for anything particular. Uh-huh. <laughs> um I I kind of get around to how we came up with the name. Um, so we do co-own a, my, my business partners and I co-own a secondary company, um, that was started before MVK called Maverick Apparel Company, um, music themed apparel, uh, would basically, um, sell to the fans and we endorse bands all across the U S, uh, over in Europe and the UK and whatnot. So we kind of did that as a branding tool. And while we were building out MVK, um, we didn't really have a name for it at the time. And we were kind of sitting around thinking about it and, you know, we were like, what about Maverick music group? And we kind of said, well, wait a minute. Madonna owns a record label called Maverick. <laughs> we're like, no, nah, we don't want to go down that that route. So um, you know, we kind of toyed back and forth with some names, couldn't figure out something. And we just said, Well, why don't we just call it MVK? Just take the three main letters that, you know, that kind of stood out in the word and just cut out all the rest of them. And it just became MVK music group in that way. So
2: Okay, so so people don't think I'm lying. I actually did think I might have known what it meant. People <laughs> be like, ah, oh, you liar. <laughs> I thought it stood for like movement something. Uh from from the website peeking around, I saw some movement and music, yeah. so I <laughs> put things in my head together. So, so anyways, how when did uh, when and how did you wind up getting started with MBK?
0: Yeah, so um, you know, between my my business partners, I have two business partners, Jesse and Attila. Um, you know, we 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 kind of had the idea a while back. A lot of us have worked in um, various um, uh, aspects of, it, of the entertainment industry, done some stuff in music. Um, and I saw, we, you know, one of the things we noticed, we got to see the good, the bad, the ugly side of the, of the business side of music. And we were sitting around talking while we were, you know, built, like kind of coming up with an idea of what we wanted to do with the music side of business. And so, you know what, the one overall thing that everybody, every business was doing was putting themselves first, putting the business first and not really putting the artist first. And so we kind of sat there and we said, okay, we're going to build it on the premise of how we want to be differentiate ourselves from everybody else. Right. And so, you know, I said, well, why don't we just focus on being artist centric being artists first. And, you know, everybody agreed. I mean, it was one of those things where we knew that that was going to be our focus. We wanted to disrupt the system as it was, um, and really, really truly be a uh, megaphone for artists out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, you know, we kind of launched with that premise and, and then started to build everything around that. Um, uh, part of our culture in the Maverick side was that we were always, we, we consider our bands, our partners, everybody a family. So we carry that over to the MBK side. So we don't ever refer to our bands as really like one of our customers or clients or just one of our bands. We always say like, you know, it's part of our family, part of the MBK family, part of the Maverick family. So.
2: That's pretty cool. How many artists does MBK currently have? Is it, is it more of a label or management or, or both?
0: Uh, not a label. Um, we do get that a lot, and we actually okay. are in the process of, uh, you know, prior to COVID, we were looking at building out a label side as okay. an option. Um, but we are strictly management, artist development. Okay. Um, and we offer other services, booking, recording, things like that. Um, but on our roster, we have fifteen different artists. So anybody that goes to our website checks out our artists. The only one thing you'll notice is very diverse in the genre. Um, we work with basically on the management side, we work with basically any genre with the exception of pop and hip hop. Um, we've got reggae, country, um, metal, hard rock, um, you know, indie, just a little bit of everything on there. So, um, on the management side, that's really our focus is on managing those bands, promoting them, getting them, um, you know, airplay into festivals things like that. And then for the bands that we don't manage, um, mm-hmm. we do offer various other services that are available to anybody.
2: Okay, now why do you de- why does MBK decide to kind of stay away from pop? Because uh, you're doing country, you're do reggae and rock, so yeah. you would think pop would kind of fit in there a little bit. But why choose to not dabble in yeah. that in the, on that side?
0: Good question, and we get that a lot. So it's kind of two two reasons. One, uh, one of those is because we kind of felt like the the hip hop and the um, pop side get a lot of label love. They get all the attention, you know, not so much for the for the rock, you know, metal, but, you know, country right? does. That's
2: so that. true. Country does. So yeah.
0: But, you know, they don't get a lot of that attention that the labels give to, you know, pop and hip hop. And so it, we we kind of wanted to to focus our attention on the ones that were needing the most amount of help. Um, and then honestly, between me and my business partners, our background, our knowledge in different genres, none of them really resonated with any of those specific genres. So nothing against them, a lot of talented artists in both of those genres, but we decided to kind of keep our focus, still still be diverse, but focus on the other other genres.
2: Yeah, I would say if I was like, I, you know, I do the podcast and, and at first it was kind of, do I want to interview country artists and hip hop artists? It was kind of just rock because that's kind of my main thing is metal and punk rock. Uh, so I understand you—you you know more about the industry on that side, so might as well focus on that side of the industry. So, uh, you, I saw you cater to emerging artists. So, does that mean that if someone seeks you out or you seek someone else out, is there a certain criteria you want them to meet before you decide to pick them up?
0: Yeah. So, you know, during the pandemic it was crazy enough as it is during the pandemic, we were getting probably close to 100, if not more, requests for management every month. And, you know, probably because the bands had a lot more extra time be on the Internet researching, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in retrospect, you know, if you look at our roster, we only have 15 artists. Right. And we wow. did that. We do that for a reason. Um, one of the things that we wanted to do was make sure that we were giving all of our artists that we do manage the, our utmost attention. Um, we have dedicated teams. So, uh, you know, collectively as, a, as an organization, we manage all of our artists as a group, but we do assign each of them a manager team. So one of the one of the head managers and then two assistants. Um, and so we wanted to make sure we weren't spreading ourselves too thin. Um, but when we do, uh, we will usually review every uh, submission we get, listen to the music, check out their socials. We, what we do look for is, um, you know, a few different things, really. One is, Are they? do they have the sound? Do they have the look? Are they marketable? And then we really dig deeper into their music and, um, you know, how active they are on social media, how active they are with streaming, how much discography they've got out. Yeah. Um, and one of the big, I guess, misconceptions with a lot of bands is they think that they need management. And, you know, we we tell them, like, you, you know, don't take offense to this, but you may not be ready for management. We'll give you a feedback. We'll tell you that. But mm-hmm. there gets to be to a point where bands do, do uh, require management. And we kind of, you know, educate them on kind of the steps and what, what we feel a band is at the point. They've, they've had experience touring. They're, you know, used to playing larger crowds, things like that. And those are the ones that we typically look for. And then it really comes down to, as a collective group, if we feel like one of those bands is in our wheelhouse, then we mm-hmm. kind of continue on with, those, with the dialogue.
2: Okay, when you're managing a band, what go, what all goes into that? Because I'm sure you there's probably some structuring involved, right? Uh, yeah, and I, okay. I would say that a lot of bands probably don't know how to start. Like me, at you know, as a I wasn't very structured until Sam kind of came involved. And do you find that structure with bands is one of the main things uh, that you have to focus on, especially if they're younger?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um. You know, because you get bands that are all over the place. Like they know they want to do this, they know they want to do that, but they don't know how to get there. Um, mm-hmm. and so one of the things that we're big on is communication, right? Well, you know, I, going back to the MVK concept and, you know, one of the things that we noticed was whether it was labels or management companies that were working with artists, they weren't communicating with them. So artists we were hearing and feed, getting feedback that I don't get, you know, I don't hear from anybody, don't hear from my manager. And so we communicate them on a regular basis. We have weekly or biweekly calls, um, you know, we, we communicate with them, we do check-ins, but we also, you know, our job is to mentor them through the process. So even right. the most seasoned touring artists, you know, there's things that they will come to us and say, Hey, I need your, your input. I need your, your advice on this. Um, and you do find, um, it varies. I mean, you know, you did mention some of the younger artists, but, you know, we've got some young artists that are actually pretty, pretty far advanced in, in the way that they're thinking and the stuff that they've got, their, their branding, the way that they do their merchandise. Um, and then some that, you know, could be older that just, don't know and they've never really kind of they kind of have been lazy but they just kind of taken the easy way and Uh we kind of have to get them on track and say this is what you need to focus on we need to make sure that we're staying the course and getting you on pace to you know kind of take it to the next level
2: you know i'm going to take back what i said about younger artists because really i feel like with technology the younger ones are the ones that know how to actually advertise and promote themselves probably better than like the mid 30 early 40 year olds. you get the 18 year old he's no he's doing all the different programs making his own music videos all that shit but then you got the older guys and, like how do you do this
0: oh 100 100 yeah
2: <laughs> i didn't think about that yeah so 15 bands all right so 15 bands under your roster as a management team is 15 bands and you have quite a few members on your team under your employees right plus you got three partners um is yes. 15 bands is that a lot to manage and what would you say the sweet number of we get this many bands we don't want anymore? Is there a limit to that?
0: Yeah. So very good question, right? So right now we kind of are, are we, we decided that we're at our, I don't want to say limit, but we're kind of, we it would have to be a good situation for us to continue to expand on. Now, does that mean we're not going to take on more bands? Definitely going to take on more bands, but we want to do it. We want to sustain our growth. And so as we look to hire on more artist managers and, get people on board, then we can start to expand and, and grow from there. Um, I, you know, a lot of people don't realize there's a lot that goes into managing a band, just one, you know, even if it's a solo artist, yeah, working with releases, planning PR and press releases, you know, scheduling out tour runs, um, you know, just the day-to-day things that come up, making sure that they get approval for licensing, just so many different things that, you know, you don't think about um, that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, like my days are consumed between dealing with stuff outside of the artist directly and with the artist, um, you know, obviously I want to make sure that all of our, the ones that I work with directly are handled and things are moving along, um, you know, smoothly and and effectively, but it's a lot of work. There's a lot of work that goes into it. So I know like Attila tonight, he he had two of his bands had called back to back. So he had, you know, one of our bands Venturous and then one was Seasons. And um, you know, so sometimes we don't finish up until you know eleven, twelve o'clock at night you know yeah. for we're, we're, some of our artists are on the west coast so we have to kind of you know obviously uh work around their schedules as well so
2: yeah cause you know, well you're on east coast time in orlando yeah yeah so we're yeah. on the east coast time, yeah. so you're nine oh not about nine nine o'clock for you over there that's great yep so, and I got a question, man. So, and I and I just I just kind of think of things when I and I ask them. Do you have to put out a lot of fires when you're dealing? Like, do bands call you like arguing? Like, you're their dad. Like, he doesn't want to do this. Does that happen a lot?
0: Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> does. I mean, you know, I, I will say our bands are are you know they're they're pretty civil and they get along really well. They're mature, um, professional. But, you know, you do get situations where um, you have to kind of, you know, hand, jump in and put, you know, handle a, a disagreement or, um, you know, we there were bands we have worked with in the past that are no longer in a roster that we basically had to play the parent and be like, you're not going to do this, sit and time out, you know, basically, um, here's how things are going to work. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think we've gotten better as a company of... <sighs> realizing the types of bands, who they are before we start to take them on and seeing how far along they are, what their thought processes are, where the chemistry is between the, the artists themselves and the, the band members. So um, that's really helped us um, because we didn't want to make it a, a point of really being thorough with our selections so that we kind of scale that down. And, you know, there's always going to be times when you have to put out a fire, sure. um, yeah. you know, that's, that's to some point inevitable, but I think if you can do your, pre-work and make sure that you are you know who you're going to be dealing with ahead of time and you know their dynamic you save yourself a lot of headache
2: yeah and i think a lot of people that want to get into management really don't understand like you have to be you have to put yourself out there as a manager you can't just be like yeah i'm gonna help book your shows so my next question is let's say you have a band you've been working with for quite a few years let's say the band they want to kick someone out of the band for some reason it's not working out with this particular member and they need mm-hmm. a new bass player or a new guitarist or whoever. Uh and they come to you. Is it your job or their job or do you help out to find that replacement that would fit their group? Um especially maybe just on touring. Uh yeah. so
0: yeah, we've had that situation um occur with a few of our bands and um you know, I we as a company, we don't Say, hey, we are responsible for finding the replacement. We will help if they need to. A lot of times, what'll happen is they, you know, they they'll we we try to mediate and try to make sure that that's the right decision before they do that. And if they if it's a collective thing and they mutually want to part ways, they usually at that point will have somebody in mind and they'll say, hey, here's what we're thinking and run it by us. It's not like we're gonna say, no, we don't want you. But I, it's good that they at least respect um the process enough to say, hey, you know, I'm gonna we're gonna go <laughs> to Brian or Jesse or Tilla and make sure that it's a you know that they are aware and if it's okay. So
2: Yeah, what if you're like, I don't like the guy he sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then There's we're like, like not your roster.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but they do know, I mean obviously being that they're under management, under contract and stuff like that, they know that um uh, bringing in a new dynamic is going to change things up and so you know it's it is really um you know they're doing their due diligence by making sure that they that they run it past us before kind of moving forward
2: i saw that mbk uh there's a whole lot of different things that you help out with bands and recordings uh was one of them so Mm -hmm. and now you're not a label you're a management team and you put you also put mpk uh was the mpks is that what they're called EPKs, yeah. EP, yeah, EPKs. Thank you. I got MBK, press, yeah. MB, MBK, so EP EPKs. Uh, but when it comes to recording, not being a label, how do you help the bands with the recording process?
0: Yeah, so um, we actually have four in-house uh, producers. Four, I, I I say that they're for the the best, you know, probably world-class producers on our team. Um, so in-house with our artists, they can work with them. They can choose to work with them. We don't force them to work with them. They can work with any producer they want. Um, and then anybody that comes to us and says, hey, I need to have a single, an EP or an album produced, they can come to us and we can um, do a consultation and set them up. But, um, you know, just to kind of uh, shed some light on our producers. I mean, we work with we have Toby Wright. Toby Wright um, produced pretty much all the early Alice in Chains, Metallica, Corn, Ozzy, Whoa. Kiss, Slayer. Um, so he's got a lot in, under his belt. Um, David Dominguez, also out in LA. He's done Stain, uh, Weezer, Guns N' Roses, Papa Roach, Stabbing Westward. We got Dave Hillis, who's done Afghan Wigs, Pearl Jam, uh, Temple of the Dog. He's done some of the Austin Chain stuff as well. And then we got Peter Klett, who's here in Florida, and he did um, some of the Candlebox. He's also the founding guitarist of Candlebox so Okay. So, so um, you know, and that, if, as far as that goes, if somebody came to us and said, hey, I need to have, you know, we want to, Produce an album. We want to do this. We want to work with them. We will make sure that we kind of match them with the producer that will probably best fit their criteria. Right. Start a consultation and get that going and get them into the studio. Or you know, during pandemic, we were able to do things virtually as well. So
2: yeah. So during the pandemic, how did MVK Music Group and were you guys able to sustain um, an income and, and a workflow uh, with bands? Because I would assume, as managers, you do you help with the booking as well, like concerts and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, so we do to a certain degree. We always okay. tell our, you know, we tell artists we're not a booking agency. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you have a booking manager, then they should be communicating with us. If we want you to have work with a booking agency, booking manager, we have started the process of actually kind of building out in-house booking to a certain degree. But our booking assistants really are there to work with outside our booking partners that we work with on the outside. Um, but we can help with that. We actually do event production, so we're actually now that live shows are back here in Florida, we're back to putting on live events. We're planning. We're now back to revisiting um, the the multi day festival we were going to put on. So, you know, we we can have our our artists perform at those. And if there's, you know, let's say around the Florida area southeast, we can build out tour runs and do things like that. But large scale, we try to partner with outside.
2: That's pretty cool, man. I think I think it's I think it's neat to have a a, a management team on your level and doing some pretty cool things and the bands that you guys have. I mean, I know Seasons, I know Seasons, they've been on the show before. Uh, What, what do you look So I I would assume I know what you look for when it comes to that style of music, but what kind of country would you say best fits? Let's say there's a country artist out there that's looking to get picked up by a management team and they're just not really finding like what suits your country style
0: of, of music? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll take, for instance, our one country artist, Cody Weaver, right? Um, the guy's it. phenomenal. Uh, so he, w- he a, can command a, a crowd. Um, great, I mean, such a talented voice. But the one thing about Cody and what I really respect about him is he doesn't want to fall into that, oh, I'm going to do what what typical labels look for. Is that what we call bro country or bubblegum country, right? Uh-huh, he, uh-huh. he brings in a lot of different influences. So, and a lot of times when you say if, if you're interviewing him, he won't just say country, he'll say country rock, or he, okay. he has a lot of influences of country. A matter of fact, a lot of members of his band came from metal. So some of their music, okay. you can hear heavier riffs and things like that in there. But, um, you know, with Cody, it was a combination of a lot of different things, right? Just his sounds. Um, he's never, never satisfied with, you know, the music that he puts out. As far as that being the best, he's always like, I can do better. And his next album, he puts that, you know, he work on it. He tries to outdo the last one. So it kind of com- comes to a combination of the look, the sound, um, and really just the work ethic, which, you know, I, yeah. I think all of our artists just have such an outstanding work ethic. But, uh but yeah, the countryside, I mean, you, you know, you get these country artists that try to be. You know, try to get up to the next level, and then you've got guys that are like you know diamonds in the rough, like Cody, that are um such talented guys, and it's just a matter of kind of getting more exposure for them.
2: And I, I, I want to thank you for correcting me on EPK and not just yeah, that, that's what it is. Some people don't even correct me; they just go on with it. I oh My God, I'm an
0: idiot. I, I do, I do like the the E V K though, because that can, can be like a, a you know almost like a our own proprietary EPK.
2: So we see, do, there the E V K. <laughs> what i write down here uh what, oh yeah well okay guys. i wrote something down in scratch there when a band when when a band is looking to get uh picked up by a management team do you want them to already have an epk to send to you even, even though i know you probably helped create them do you yeah. like that as far as it shows their motivation and their seriousness Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's awesome to have
0: that. It does give a little bit of uh, insight, but a lot of times, you know, we've, we've uh, come across bands that don't have EBKs, but they have a lot of other stuff. They have a great website there. We look at merch, like I said, we look at, you know, do they build out a link tree and at least provide access to all of their pages in one area. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you have an EBK, that's, all bands should have an ebk doesn't matter if you're under management or not i highly recommend that because yeah. if you are going to get shopped in you know by, whether it's by a label or a management company or anybody booking um having that ebk at you know at hand is like a snapshot it's basically like a resume for a band to say hey here's everything we've done and here's what you know what we are about um and you know that's that's like a basically like your business card so we always tell bands think of yourself as a business right you're a brand brand yourself mm-hmm. well um, and, you know, for us, seeing bands that have put in forth the effort to create a good website, think about their merch, think about um, the branding side of things is is huge.
2: What would you say your end game is as far as if an artist comes to you, you're going to build them? Are you going to try to grow them, shop them to like a like a huge label or do you want to keep them and you go with them when they get pushed onto maybe, maybe a huge, you know, Universal record deal or something like that.
0: Yeah, so um, you know the the goal is to keep them on with us, right? We want to <laughs> make sure even if they're you know if they to the point of being like the next Metallica, you know, right. then we want to keep we want to make sure we're continue to work with them. Um, but it's our job to make sure that if we're you know looking out for labels that we find the best label because a lot of bands will get hit up by labels, uh. whether you know small or medium sized ones, and it's really on us to kind of do the the you know negotiating and make sure that those contracts are in the best favor of the artist, right? Um, but uh, our, you know, our end, end goal is to continue to work with them, um, managing them through. If they're on a label, you know, they still sh- still are going to be managed. It's just a matter of um, us working with that label and making sure that everybody's on the same page.
2: On that note, do you get a lot of bands coming to you with um, other management teams, like bullshit ones that are hitting them up, blowing blowing a bunch of smoke up their asses? Oh, you know how-, all the time. <laughs> how come you're not doing this for me? This guy said he could do this for me. How come you're not mm-hmm. doing that? Yeah. What, do you, what, what what do you tell those guys? Yeah.
0: So we get a lot of you know that a lot. Um. And you know one of the things when we talk to bands, if there is an interest on our on our end, we do spend a lot of time during the initial conversation talking about expectations because I don't. I'm never going to promise. You know, we don't we don't like overpromise and underdeliver on it. We're going to say here's what we can do for you. Here's what we don't do. We want you yeah. to know straight. You know, be um. You know, as fully transparent as possible. But you know, it, it aggravates me. Um, and Jesse, and until I know this, that I get so frustrated. And it's a big part of like why we say artist first is because there are so many labels, there's so many management companies out there that have really taken advantage of the artist yep. and promising them the world. And then they do nothing for them, you know, labels. So say, hey, pay us this amount, be on our label. We're going to get you, you know, here. And then they do, you know, the band does all the marketing, gets them out there and then they get shelved or dropped. And then it's like, now, now it's harder for them to get on a label because they yeah. looked as used goods you know they're basically like well why you that's, you were on this label and got dropped so why am I going to take you on
2: that's so crazy that that uh that goes what you just said right there follows very many industries besides just the music industry you shop something around too much no matter how good it is people eventually don't want it yeah, it's, it's 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 crazy that you said that because in the industry I'm in, it's, it's the same thing. Uh, not podcasting my actual. I actually have a job. You know, I got to make money somehow. This doesn't pay the bills, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, is there anything um, that you would like to say that I maybe I haven't covered? Well, but, oh, but I did want to mention one thing um, on that last note. HBO is either HBO or Netflix or one of those um, pro, one of those stations or channels or whatever did a special about fake managers and Mm -hmm. fake labels where they pump, they somehow are able to raise money and pump it into, do you ever, do you ever run across people like that just on your day to day dealing with people in the music industry, those people that are, you just know they're kind of full of shit, uh, but they talk, but they talk a good game.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as MVK was taking off, we had a lot of success, right? We, we kind of, Everybody knew us from the Maverick side. Um, Ah. And then as MVK took off, we started getting approached by a lot of people that wanted to work with us. Um, And while we love working with people, we love building up the community. We're very thorough, I guess you could say on, you know, making sure that we, we know the ins and outs and kind of investigating those people because, you know, we've been told, Oh, we want to do this. We're going to, we're going to help your bands do this. And, and if we don't feel like it's going, it's, it's, really in the best advantage of our artists we just you know we we, we we've we had a lot of that it's like oh we promised you we're going to do this and even some of our artists right when we've taken them on they were working with certain people prior to joining mbk and we're like oh yeah they're going to do this this and that nothing ever happened you hear crickets nothing from them and i said well you know you got taken it's just it's it's a you know happens in this world but where we come in is really on being able to kind of vet out those opportunities and say this is a good opportunity. This one's shit. Stay away from this. One, you know? <laughs> right. And that's basically how it is. Is really on, uh, you know, we, we just, we've, we've been doing it long enough to know who the good people are and who the, you know, who the bad yeah. people are. Not Last
2: why. question I'm going to ask you, Then I'm going to give you the floor to talk about whatever you want to talk about that maybe I didn't bring up. I'm sure there's all kinds of things I probably didn't ask that you want to get out there. But um, when you're looking to hire somebody to join the team, to help mm-hmm. you out with managing the artists, uh, whether it's, I mean, I, for whatever the reasons is, publicist maybe, or uh, d- different aspects, what kind of person are you looking for to join the team as you grow? Yeah, so definitely want somebody
0: who's outgoing, right? I mean, you know, it's it's one thing to be introverted and, and, and whatnot, and you can kind of work through things. Maybe if you're on a, on a computer all day, that's great. But for us, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with artists, dealing with people outside, um, looking for somebody that um, is outgoing – passionate about music, right? I mean, you have to love what you're doing. Um, and I can say that everybody on our team is passionate about music. You know, they, yeah. they're doing, they're, they want to work in, in a field that um, they feel rewarding, but it's something that's close to their heart. Um, and and ultimately, like, you know, they're, they're our family. So for us, you know, we look for people that are, that are you know, have that creative mindset, innovative thinkers. Um, and we don't require, our, you know, necessarily to have experience. Like we will train people. We'll bring people in. <laughs> right. They have, you know, interns yeah. and, and other people that we've brought in that we've trained. Because they want, they just like, I want to get my foot in the door. I want to get in the music industry. I want to learn it. Um, And really, uh, you know, they have the drive and the work ethic. Then, then you know, we can build off of that. And, you know, one of the things that I'm probably most proud about was last year, you know, kind of going back to our conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all on a roll. We were at Nam in January. Then we went to Chicago to see one of our bands. Then all of a sudden, everything just shut down, right? No live music bands couldn't tour. And we were like, what the hell are we going to do now? It's, right. you know. Thing, our bands were freaking out because they're like, we can't, you know, we can't tour, we can't play live shows. We don't know how long this is going to go on for. And you know, I told Jesse and Attila, like, we're what? Here's what we're going to do: we're going to utilize the time that we don't normally have because we're so busy to really strategize for MVK and and also continue to help our bands, but mm-hmm. spending a lot of time building out MVK. And we actually grew our our um, you know the company, the staff over the course of the wow. pandemic. Um, awesome. because we actually had the time to do that and we were you know strategizing on growth and where we wanted to head to what we, we knew that it was going to be an end in sight it's just mm-hmm. you know we didn't know how long it was going to be and so you know we we amassed a, a great uh team um and you know like i said they're they're part of a of a large family and having them on there having them really take the initiative take the drive to to own you know be a part owner of mvk and really um You know own the the culture and and work with our bands i think it's been you know phenomenal to see over the course of the year
2: that's awesome man i'm gonna go with social media stalk every single one of your bands (laughs) and check them out i will i will will. and uh yeah anything that i that i maybe didn't touch base on anything you want to get out there maybe to say to people who might be watching um the episode
0: yeah so for musicians do your research. You know, don't think that, like I said, don't think that you necessarily have to have a management or be on a label because you don't. Um, or maybe you're not ready at that point. So make sure that they understand. Um, you know, what it takes for um, you know a band to really need management, when they need management, um, and when you need to be on a label. As a lot of bands can get by without that. And you know, I'd rather see a band work their ass off and get further than having them signed to a label that's taking it, drawing them, you know, drawing them uh, dry and then basically getting nowhere. So um, be thorough about it. You know, there's a lot of people in the, in this industry, um, you know, when you mentioned the word movement and that's one of our slogans is the new movement, music management and, and promotions is because we wanted to create a different, you know, a revolution or a different momentum from the way that things are being done right now. Um, so be thorough um, you know, if you can self manage yourself uh, until you find the right the right group or the right person, then do that. But don't be in a rush to get to finding a manager or label because nine times out of ten you don't need it, or you're not at the point where you need it yet.
2: I think that is fantastic advice. I am not in a band or a band that's going anywhere, anyways. So, but that is great advice. And people, and I hear that all the time being a podcaster. So I hope everyone that listens, new bands, artists that are coming up and emerging. To listen to what he said. You don't need it. But if you do, people like MVK are there to help you guys out. Right? Sure. That's for sure. All right, the man. Airport. Hey, real quick before we let you go, what is your website? And I know you guys got some merch on there. So tell us all about that, too. Then we'll y- peace yes. out.
0: So our MVK website is uh, mvkmusicgroup.com. And on Peril's side, the Maverick one is maverickapparel, C-O, for comp- short for company.com. Um, so anybody that's watching, if you use code backstage 20, you'll get a discount strictly through here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, MVK music group, you can check out our, all of our bands, um, bands and, and solo artists. And, uh, and, you know, we have a basically breakdown of their bios, their music, their EPKs and all that stuff.
2: All right, Brian, I I want to thank you for being on the show. I don't want you to go anywhere. I want you to stay right there just for one second or like a minute. I want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, go check out www.theloudspot.net. We got some new merch coming up. We're excited about that. Go check out our Instagram, our Facebook, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on TikTok. We're on everything, www.theloudspot.net. Check out all the audio. Go to YouTube, check out our videos. Brian, stay right there. Peace out. Rock on. Much love. This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. This might thoughts with distraction. No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. something fucking so tragic happened back again. Is yes. that really have to end? Yes. A pain has
1: a pin show so to get more
2: episodes making order this is over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button.
1: Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe.
2: If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch Go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out. Rock on.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.